This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Talo falava, malo elele, kiorana, fakalo falahiatu, kiora, isa bulavinaka, aloha, woman jacka, and hello. PX Whānau is a queer Pacifica and Oceania radio show produced and broadcast from NAM, connecting with our LGBTQA plus whānau every Saturday on 3CR 8.55am. Bringing together the voices of the wide Oceania, the Pacifica, the Moana, and sharing our queer Oceania stories. Decolonising our identities, sharing our stories, sharing our voices. We are PX Whānau on 3CR Community Radio from Australia to the world. Do you have a story to share? Any news and views that you think would be interesting to our community? You can email us on pxfanoradio855 at gmail.com. That's pxwhanauradio855 at gmail.com. PX Farno acknowledges that we produce and broadcast our show, our ideas, and from the Indigenous lands whose sovereignty was never ceded, recognising the traditional custodians, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, paying respect to elders past, present and future. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Sonia Hammer, welcome to PX Fano. And just to acknowledge PX Fano, I wishes to acknowledge that we produce and broadcast our show from Indigenous lands whose sovereignty has never ceded and recognise the traditional owners of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation uh, here in Nam paying respects to elders past, present and future, always was, always will be Aboriginal land. And where my guest is speaking from is Gadigal, 
is uh, the Gadi people of the Aora Nation, the Gadigal clan, also known as uh, Sydney, Sydney Way. And so we're honoured to also pay respects to their ancestors, ancestral lands, elders past and present. I want to welcome to the show Dean Kapi Atangata. Dean, welcome to PX Fano. Thank you so much and thank you so much for having me. As an Indigenous First Nations people, person of the Cook Islands, I would also like to pay my respects to the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation here in Sydney. It is an honour to be here, and I am so privileged to be speaking with you today, Sonia. Oh, that's great. It's it's just mind-blowing, really, because World Pride is on in uh, over there in Sydney. But with World Pride and all those beautiful pictures I've been seeing on the socials, that's how I came across you, Dean, was one of your wonderful demonstrations. One of your wonderful pics, which we'll put up on our socials as well later. But yes, firstly, obviously, I would love to have you introduce your, yourself and uh, just a bit about yourself. Thank you. Kia to all of the listeners and kia to you, Sonia. My name is Dean Kapitangata. I am from the Cook Islands. In the Cook Islands, there are 15 islands and I hail from the beautiful islands of Achu and Manihiki. And I reside currently on Rarotonga, where my family is and where I am working and where I am pushing to decriminalize homosexuality alongside the, my home organization of Pride Cook Islands and our trans sisters of Detiare. Wow, cool. Is that all? <laughs> no, that's amazing because it is something that's really close to our hearts as well, PX Fano. We're made up of a collective or from a collective of Pacific X based here in Nam and uh, in Victoria and Australia. And it's one of the things, the first time I marched at our Pride March here in Melbourne was with Pacific X and holding a banner about Cook Island Pride. And that's when the news was out and it was very loud and, and the news about dec- decriminalisation. Yes, yeah, so it was a big, big thing and it was a, a gorgeous banner. We put them together and... Uh, Cook Island's logo? Yes, Yes. Well, we well just to let you know, and everybody else at Pacifica X, we saw that. We saw it. We saw our diaspora in in Australia and New Zealand take up our logo, take up our banners, and it moved us. And we are ever so grateful. It's very easy when we're back home in our small island nation to forget that there's a whole world beyond our reef. So when we did see it, we were absolutely moved and we couldn't thank you enough that global pressure on our on our national leaders to decriminalize homosexuality it is making a difference and so on behalf of pride cook islands and detiare association i would like to thank you and i would like to thank everybody who took up the banner for us oh that's that's our privilege you know and we have the privilege here where we can access so many things and if it brings attention to this really important issue we will because we we don't forget where we came from oftentimes a lot of us have experienced personally you know being severed from our Mm -hmm customs and our culture but a part of us we know how important it is to still you know remain what what contact we can have and uh, yeah make it known that we don't agree of course with criminalizing something that is part of who we are as people Uh, i wonder if you could share a bit more about what the situation is now in uh, kukirani in the cook islands the situation right now is that even though it is being dragged on 
It still has not been presented to Parliament. The Select Committee that is um, sitting on the decriminalization bill is not pushing it or unwilling to present it, even though all of that is still happening. We are still going hard. We are still going strong and we are not going to let up, not for one second, until our human rights are realized by our people and by our government and that the inconstitutional laws which make our existence illegal are completely erased from legislation. Absolutely. Yeah, we we stand with you on that in solidarity and it's something we would love to um, engage more with uh, about a two for our show and to get get the words of people all around diaspora to understand too because there's so many communities now in uh, places like Australia, Aotearoa, all around the world, uh, Cook Island people and if they need to know, you know, they can't leave this behind and they can't leave the people behind. I think that one of the bigger things back home, particularly in this climate, because there were there have never been any conviction or prosecutions on the laws of homosexuality being illegal that it's not an issue but that's not true mm-hmm. because it's a matter of our safety and security as long as the law says that we cook islands people are illegal there is nothing to stop any convictions or prosecutions from happening if you if you catch my drift it's not a matter of we want us wanting to be like everybody else even though we are, it's a matter of our safety and security. And it's a matter of being recognized as people on the land which we were born on, on the land that we have inherited from our forefathers. And I don't think that our leaders or a lot of the people understand the depth of the situation and why we're fighting so hard for it. Yeah, understand. It's the symbolism too, isn't it? And also Mm. what that says to the rest of the world you know, about and being judged as well, which is uh, really damaging. So, yeah, totally understand how important it is. Yes, a solidarity to you. And, yeah, it's, just, it's a heavy topic. It's a hard one. But I wanted to ask too, look, World Pride, you're there, you're in Sydney. Can you tell us uh, what's brought you to, to come to Sydney this year? Well, I am very fortunate and grateful to MFAT New Zealand, who mm. sponsored who sponsored myself and another member of TTA, um, Valerie Witchman, to come to World Pride through PSGDN, which is the Pacific Sexuality and Gender Diversity Network, as well as Sydney World Pride itself, who um, is looking after the sister Valerie. So that is what that's what got us here quite literally. But I do believe that it's the work that we have been doing and standing in solidarity with the Pacific and this massive wave that is going through of decriminalization that has also brought us here and I do believe that it is the work of our ancestors <laughs> who's pushing to have us all happy and thriving within our island nation. Great. <laughs> that was fantastic. What has World Pride meant for you personally? Personally, this is my first World Pride. Although I have been active and I have been within these spaces for a very long time to be at something of this magnitude and to get this visibility and to share in the spaces and to vananga and to kōrero and to hear the lived experiences of our LGBT community on a global level has been 
phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. It means knowing that we are not alone in this world, that we are not fighting alone, and that our in together and in unity and in solidarity, we are carving out our place in this world and we are fighting as one. And I think that the learning opportunities that has been presented through World Pride has been irreplaceable because I have gone throughout the whole week, throughout this whole World Pride conference, picking little crumbs, picking up little bits of information, listening to the projects that are going on. And I am thinking about how I can tailor this to fit us. I am think I am hearing from the experiences and I am hearing about what has been successful and I am already strategizing on how we can utilize this back home. So spaces like this and spaces like World Pride, it is beyond words how important these it is for these talks to happen and how these this needs to be happening. I feel like as amazing as it is, it should be more accessible because I'm sure there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other deans out there throughout the world who would benefit from being at World Pride. I think you're right. I think it's fantastic that you managed to get, you know, the support so you could get there. But yeah, it brings up the issues of accessibility and people can say things that, well, that who can afford it just to travel there, just to get time off work or whatever they're doing, to spend time from family and so on. Yeah, it makes it really, really challenging. But if you can get there, then that's that's great. Hopefully this will be the first of many different World Prides and hopefully it won't be like the Olympic Games and <laughs> we'll actually have a lot more diversity and the ability for people of all backgrounds to be able to access it in the future. That's important. Any highlights you can share with us that have really stood out for you at the World Pride? There have just been so many. I cannot possibly pick one. But I am enjoying the feminist spaces there have been a few uh, feminist panel discussions and open sharing and roundtable talk facilitated particularly by Nolene from Fiji. And I'm highly enjoying those because feminism is also something that is near and dear to my heart. I am enjoying the visibility of all of the other letters that it's not just about gays and lesbians. Bisexual erasure is real. I said what I said. Bisexual erasure is real. So I am enjoying the spaces that were made particularly for the bisexuals, particularly for the asexuals and the aromantic, for the trans women who have been pioneers in these spaces since mm. time in the beginning. And these, for me, are the highlights. While I live for all of the big names and all of the big talks, it's these small spaces that are really highlighting the conference for me. Oh, that sounds excellent. I wish yeah, I could be there, like a lot of us probably could, and our listeners are probably thinking, oh, I hope this is all going to be online soon so mm. we can watch some of these talks and panels. So I'm, I'm a kurero in here with uh, Dean 
who's over in Era in um, Sydney at World Pride 2023. And this is PX Fano here on 3CR on 855 AM. Now, thinking about Kukirani, the Cook Islands, what can you share, Dean, with us about how important it is that there is a queer community present at World Pride? Having members of the Rainbow family from the Kukirani, from the Cook Islands at World Pride is essential. It is essential to World Pride. As you can see, we bring a certain flair that no one can match. True. But I also think it is essential for us. As I said earlier, trans women have been the pioneers of LGBTIQA plus rights since time immemorial. The same can be said for the culture in the Cook Islands. In the Cook Islands, when you want a dance done, whom do you see? Is it not the akavaini? Is it not the aunties? For we are the choreographers, the costume makers. We are the composers. We are the bands. We are the custodians of our Cook Island culture. And it has always been this way. It will always be this way. So to have us, who represents not only our LGBT community back home, but also the representatives of our culture, being in the spaces is essential. It is a must. And now to World Pride, I fully intend to push for more than two members of the Cook Islands to be at World Pride. Myself and Valerie have thoroughly enjoyed our experience, but we are only two. There are multiple side events. There are multiple panel discussions that we want to be at, but we have to prioritize the little time that we have and be at the places that we need to be. If we had more members here, we could have a fuller coverage and we are able to pick up the seeds from every place it falls from this wide tree of world pride so i think that for us to be here is a must oh definitely it's really good good to have you there and to talk about these things as well it's so important i believe you are a humanitarian focal coordinator at something called uh, cifwa youth in the Kukirani, Cook Islands. Can you tell our listeners what that is and what you actually do? I currently work as a registered nurse. I am a registered nurse. And I work at CIFWA or CIFWA, which is Cook Islands Family Welfare Association. And we are a member association of IPPF, which is International Planned Parenthood Federation. It is a family planning and clinical service provider and a key organization, a key NGO in advocacy and education on sexual reproductive health and human rights. I have been volunteering for CIFWA since I was 15 years old, and I am very happy to now work for them. CIFWA and the work that we have been doing, particularly the CIFWA youth or the CYP, CIFWA youth peers, the work that we have been doing in the background And that's where we have been working. We've been working tirelessly and we have been working very hard in the background, educating our future generations to make wise choices and to fully realize their potential. We have been breaking down gender roles and responsibilities and stereotypes in our youth. We have been building up their self-esteem and we have been educating them on their human rights as well as their sexual reproductive health and rights. Um, And 
So that is the work that C4 has been doing. And so we have been working in these LGBT spaces for a long time. Um, for me, myself, as the humanitarian focal for C4 and for the Cook Islands, my role is to ensure that our people are safe and being looked after in a humanitarian crisis. As you know, um, as you all know, the Pacific is very prone to cyclones, for example. Vanuatu is just being hammered by one after another. And I can imagine the humanitarian response that's going to happen right now for Vanuatu. So we are the ones who come in when crisis hits. We are the ones who make sure that everybody is being cared for and that before the cyclone, our people and particularly our health systems and our protection systems are fully prepared if something were to happen we cannot predict when it does but mm. if it does we are ready and that is my role as the humanitarian focal point one thing i am particularly passionate about right now working towards and fully intending to work towards is to ensure that in a humanitarian crisis our lgbtiqa plus community will be cared for i have been hearing throughout the conference the lived and survived experiences of our trans women in evacuation centers. Those who have not been cared for during a humanitarian crisis because of their gender identity. And I want to ensure that this never happens to us. Yeah. Very briefly, that is what C4 <laughs> is in the work that we have been doing. That was the brief version. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> There's a lot to say about that kind of work and increasingly so too with climate change and climate justice. It seems to be yeah, it's closely uh, linked to what happens to people on the ground you know, these epicenters when these disasters happen and they're becoming so more frequent. It's a concern, isn't it? Absolutely. <sighs> Particularly considering that through the climate change crisis, the first to be affected directly are mm -hmm. us Pacific Islanders, Kiripati, Nauru, Tuvalu. They are already sinking. The unfortunate part is they are sinking due to actions not of their own making. We try so hard to be green and climate friendly, but the fact of the matter is if the bigger countries, and I'm calling it out, Australia and New Zealand, our closest biggest nations, if they don't wake up and start doing things soon, they're going to have their doors knocked on by their neighbours who have lost their home island. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, there's so many issues around immigration, asylum seeking, climate refugee issues. And these bigger countries, like the one I live in, the one I inhabit, yeah, like Australia, Aotearoa, are a long way from meeting those goals and supporting Oceania, Oceania people who still live in the islands. So yeah, a lot more needs to be done for sure. So I was going to ask Dean here on PX Fano, we love our people to have a chance to, to send a message or give a message to our listeners. There's so many things you could be saying and, and have already said, but what would you like to say? To all the listeners and to all those who belong to the Rainbow family, you are loved, you are wanted, you are not a victim. You are a survivor. I pray that you thrive and that you flourish and know 
that you are wanted and loved in this world. I wish that we can tell each other this more than we do, for there will never be a shortage of love. Thank you. That's beautiful. Beautiful, Araha. And what happens uh, next uh, when you return to the Cook Islands? I could feel the tank running on love. (laughs) (laughs) It was running on love and it was and the, and the enough was blinking. But after being here and sharing the spaces, the tank is now full and the little embers are roaring and raging. And my passion for our work has been revitalized. So going home, I am going to be working alongside my brothers and my sisters and everyone in between double time to ensure that our people can live freely and happy and reach their fullest potentials. Yeah, that's an amazing job there. (laughs) That's a lot of work, but I'm sure that you'll get the support too on your return. And I hope, yeah, we do wish you well on that. It's lovely to speak to you, to hear your your story, to share that journey from the Cookie Arani to Sydney to World Pride and back again. Yeah, that's excellent. So na mihi nui for this korero with you, Dean, Dean Kapi Tangata from the Cook Islands, Kukiorani at World Pride in Sydney on Gadigal Land. And you're hearing this exclusive interview with Dean only on PX Fano and only on 3CR Community Network. 8.55 a.m. You can stream us on 3cr.org forward slash streaming. You can also check out our other episodes of PX Farno on 3cr.org.au forward slash PX Farno radio. And it's just great to, to be able to correro with you, Dean. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me.
Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.